0: Hey, everybody. It's Sam Bennett. Thank you so much for joining me for the True Freedom Symposium, the when, what, why, and how to quit your day job, and what's really on the other side. Today's interview is with my bestie best friend, Amy Ayler's, the wake-up call coach. Amy's a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and a master life coach with nearly 20 years of experience. She's the author of two best-selling books, Big Fat Lies Women Tell Themselves, available from New World Library, and Reform Your Inner Mean Girl, Seven Steps to Stop Bullying Yourself and Start Loving Yourself. And that's from Simon & Schuster. Amy's on a mission to stop ambitious women from being so darn hard on themselves so that they can rise and shine and lead. After a successful sales career, Amy became a certified life coach 18 years ago. She is the host of the Amy Ayler Show podcast, and she's created such transformational programs as Inner Mean Girl Reform School with Christina Rilo, Find Your Calling with, hello, Martha Beck and Lissa Rankin, and The Magical Manifestation Method with Sark, who's also featured on this symposium, and Dr. John Waddell. And also, she's created the Liftoff Business Academy. She's s- spoken on stages at Google and Wisdom 2.0 and Oracle and been on countless TV and radio shows, and she leads retreats all over the world for women, helping them cultivate their inner wisdom. You're going to love Amy as much as I do. I know you will. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Hi, Amy hi sammy so this is where entrepreneurship just feels like cheating because amy and i have been (laughs) friends like for 30 years is that possible Twenty-five. i mean
1: yeah long time i mean we we were like five years old we've been really good friends ever since (laughs) kindergarten on the playground looking cute
0: Um, so we've um so, like, just getting to hang out with you like this is just super fun. Um, does not count as work at all. So, Amy, we've got all these people here. They've got gigs. They're looking at entrepreneurship like, hmm, I wonder if that's for me. Yes. And um, so I'd love it if you would tell people how you got from then yeah. to that, that day on, in kindergarten on the playground yes. <laughs> to now. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. Tell us your your journey. My journey, my story. Buckle up kids. No. Um, well, you know, it's interesting. So, um, I'll start with, I went to college. I studied, um, I have a degree in drama and I'm a fellow actor. Sam and I actually met when we were in a theater company in Los Angeles many moons ago. And I, you know, I am a classically trained actress, you know, Shakespeare, Greek, tragedy, you know, all that jazz and came to Big Bad LA to pursue it and realized that people were not interested in classically trained actresses (laughs) at all, especially when you're 20 something. Um, And so it quickly became clear to me that pursuing acting was not going to actually really meet my needs at all. And what ended up happening, interestingly enough, is a mutual friend of ours, Melissa McFarlane. Yeah. I ran into her three times in Los Angeles, California, which people, Los Angeles is a sprawling mecca of craziness and to, you don't run into anybody in LA. Like it's, you know, it's like, it's really hard to run in. And finally the third time I, she was a life coach and I was like, life coach, like what the hell is that, A? B, why do I keep running into you? And C, clearly we need to work together, but I'm a broke starving actor. So what are we going to do? And so fortunately, Melissa said, well, you seem like a smart little whippersnapper. Why don't you come and trade coaching in exchange for being my assistant? And I was like, heck yeah, sign me up. And so through the course of receiving coaching from the brilliant Melissa, I really understood that none of my core values as a human being, the things that really make me feel fulfilled and good were ever going to be fulfilled by pursuing a a career in acting. Or your sales job. Right. Well, and so that's when I was like, well, hmm, I'm uh, okay. Let me figure this out. I went to the Coaches Training Institute, CTI, did like a weekend workshop there and literally felt like the heavens were opening up and the angels were singing. And I was like, this is my calling. I've always been a coach. And, and interestingly enough, when I looked at what I loved about acting, it was about what's this human being's story? how can I crawl into the skin of this human being and really represent the truth of their story? And I realized I just love human beings and I love their stories and I love their truth and I love helping them peel back the layers of their truth. And that's exactly really what coaching is. So it was like I got to take the thing that I loved the most about this art form that I had studied for all these years and really bring the best of it into this new career called coaching. But of course, there was no way I was gonna make a living as a coach right off the bat So I actually went and got a corporate sales gig. And so um, I went into that and I ended up doing really well in outside sales. And that really helped me pay for all of the coach training that I did. I did, went through the certification at the coaches training Institute and it took me, you know, over a year and a half to do that. And I was really clear that I didn't want to leave my juicy outside sales corporate gig until I knew that I had enough income, enough clients, enough revenue, like I could really see it when it came to coaching. So that's one of the biggest things is for those of you that are in the corporate world right now, you're making that steady paycheck and you have that stability. And depending on the situation in your life, like at the time when I left my corporate gig, I didn't have children. I did have a mortgage, but I didn't have children. It was a dual income household with my boyfriend that was, I was engaged, she and my fiance. And it was like, okay, this is doable for me. And I really planned and created that bridge from leaving the, like, from the corporate world to becoming an entrepreneur. And that was so key to me being able to leave without feeling so stressed and panicked.
0: And also your partnership with Melissa. You and Melissa ended up creating a business together. So you were coaching together. And I think that's a very different thing, too, to go from, um, to go into entrepreneurship with someone else. And it's not like all partnerships always work out so great, but you know.
1: Um. Yeah. Well, Melissa and I's partnership was amazing for a really long time. I mean, we ended up partnering for, I think it was over seven years. Yeah. I can't remember for seven or nine years, but I think over seven years. And, you know, to have her who had been coaching that much longer too, she really mentored me into the world of coaching, took me under her wing in so many ways. And then it was like, I was able to come in as I got all this incredible world-class sales training right. for my corporate sales gigs to come in and actually bring those gifts into the mix for our company. And so it really was a fantastic combination, the two of us. We were a dynamic duo back in the day. And I will you guys are amazing.
0: And, you're, and, and then- And now you're both individually fantastic coaches. Um, So cool. Okay. I love this so much. Um, And it's interesting. I often say that what I love about um, marketing, like starting my own business unleashed my inner marketing nerd. Like who, who knew there was one. Yeah. Um, But the thing that I love about marketing is this, it's exactly the same thing I always loved about acting. Yes. People do what they do. What kind of language do they use when they're talking about it? Why do they say they'll do something and then they don't? Yep. Or they say they would never do something, but then they do. And they say they would never pay this much, but then they pay twice that much. Like <laughs> it's, that. it's all this human behavior stuff
1: is so interesting to me. I Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I think that's one of the things that, you know, so often people will look at, okay, I want to become a coach or I want to become a healer, or I'm going to go get my massage license and, and become a massage practitioner or you know, what have you. And we think that going into the land of this new love, this new thing that we're passionate about means that we just get to do the thing that we're passionate about all the time. Right. If only. I know, if only. And it it is such a big fat lie. You really need to, uh, you know, understand that doing any of those businesses, unless you're like, okay, I'm going to go work at a spa and I'll just, they'll be in charge of the marketing and I'll make only $40 an hour instead of $150 an hour, right? But it's like, unless you're gonna go into a, a business where they're handling the sales and marketing for you, then it's like you really need to understand that you are about to become an entrepreneur and it requires entrepreneurial skills like sales, like marketing, which are two separate things, right. like lead generation, like being able to understand how to have an enrolling conversation with someone, like being able to, if you're a coach, start a website, build a website, maybe start blogging, do some social media, all of these things in order for people to know that you're out there. Cause it's not like the olden days where you would just, you know, I can't even imagine this, but like, remember it was just like put an ad in the yellow pages and you'll be done. You know, <laughs> it's like, nope. But you know, even back then, there were people putting postcards on your front porch and putting direct mail in your mailbox and all of those things. so it's like no matter what, you're going to step into the world of being an entrepreneur and you need to learn skills and understand you're going to have to invest in those skills just as much as you're going to have to invest in your craft, in yeah. the coaching, in being a massage therapist, in essence work, or what you know whatever it is that you're WordPress. thinking of going into, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's true. The
0: minute you start your business, congratulations, you just got two jobs.
1: Yes. <laughs> the thing, whatever it is,
0: that thing is that you do and promoting and running that business. Yeah. And yeah. And really this, the promoting and running is way more than the
1: doing of the thing. It really oh. is. And the sooner you can accept that and really find the joy in that, fall in love with it. The yeah. happier you will be. That's right. Michael that's why Gerber's- I love the work that you do, Sam, because that's really what you do with all of the creatives that you work with is you really help them fall in love and start enjoying that part of their business instead of resisting it or feeling like it's evil or feeling like whatever big fat right. lie they have running around in their heads, you know? Right,
0: right. Yeah. exactly. Um, Michael Gerber's book, The E-Myth, um, mm. is great about talking about this Yes. Particular issue. You also mentioned something else that I want to underline because I don't think I knew this before I started my own business. You talked about sales and marketing being two different things.
1: Yeah. Can you say a little more about that? Yes. So, oftentimes people will, will put sales and marketing, sales and marketing, sales and marketing, they kind of like go together. And yeah, you know, they're cousins for sure, definitely. But when you look at it and you look at your business, the marketing is about helping people, sharing with people that you exist and being able to attract in potential leads, potential clients into you. So it's really lead generation. It's about letting the world know that what's going on there, this is where social media comes into play, this is where sending out your newsletters comes into play, this is where, you know, getting on a a thing like this right here, right? We're we're marketing right now. And so we are really sharing with people who we are helping them know, like, and trust us. And then once they're in as a lead, once they've joined our community in some way, whether they've joined an email list, they've received a free gift, or they've joined your, um, you know, become a fan of yours on Facebook or following you on Instagram or what have you, that's all of that stuff is about getting them to say, yes, I want to be a part of your community. And then the sales part is when you're actually sending them to a sales page, when you're actually getting on a call with them and inviting them into a particular program. And the sales process is different and a different skill set than the marketing process. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I,
0: um, I, I forget where I learned this, but the, the marketing is anything you do to help people know you like you and trust you. Yes. And what I love about that is the freedom of anything you do.
1: I love that.
0: So it could be the way you dress. It could be the car you drive. It yep. could be yep. the way you talk to people at parties. Yes. Um, and you could, like, you could do social media. You could blog. You could stand on the street corner with a sign. Yes. You could, you know, just yep. run into people, you yes. know. I had one client one time who her like sort of special gift was just talking to people like literally Mm -hmm. she would have a conversation with a brick wall yeah i mean you could just talk to anybody anytime about anything (laughs) and she was always like she like she could not for the life of her get her website up but it didn't matter because everywhere she went she would just start talking to people and then they were like oh and what do you do and she would tell them and they'd be like oh that's so interesting can you come to my daughter's school oh that's so interesting can you meet my friend so-and-so yeah like that was her marketing was just walking around, talking to people. Love it. Right. So it's anything you do. And then sales is the sacred exchange of energy. Yes. Right? I gave you my talent or my thing. You give me money. This is how businesses grow.
1: I love that sacred exchange of energy. Oh, I that's love why it. you just... can't give your shit away for free. Cause that's, not, that's yep. not an exchange. It's so true. It's so true. And it's like understanding what, you know, with marketing, you're going to give a lot of stuff away for free so that they know, like, and trust you. And then it's like, where is that boundary? That, that boundary that you need to have, the beautiful boundary of, and this over here, is for people that are in an exchange process with me. Yeah. Right, and so often we forget, and especially in the beginning, people forget to draw that boundary or they have it be really wishy-washy boundary. They start doing a whole bunch of trades or they start doing, you know, like whatever it is. And it's like, actually, no, what is that beautiful boundary that you need to draw? Because guess what? You don't have to be broke in order to help someone else with your service. Like this whole idea that it's okay for people that have these gifts for healers, for coaches, for therapists, what have you, to be people that can't pay their own mortgage and give people a deal on their programs so that they can pay their mortgage. Like it just doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous. It's
0: such a disconnect. And you see it all. And the number of people teaching yeah. prosperity, teaching, yeah. you know, wellness and well-being and their prosperity is nowhere. Their yeah. wellness is nowhere. That's right. Like big disconnect. Big disconnect. Yeah. Big
1: disconnect. Yeah.
0: But this leads us to something that you are actually an expert in because mm. to actually be able to have those boundaries. Yes. And understand that First of all, most people that you're marketing to, they may join your tribe, they may like your page, but most of them aren't buyers. Right. Right. So the same you walk into a store, look around and go, oh yeah, this is cute. And right. they buy anything, yes. that's
1: what most people are doing. They're like, oh yes. yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> right, well yeah, and just so that people know, when you look at online sales, I mean the standard average conversion rate, if you have an, a page up that's selling something is 1%. When you're doing a launch, like a live launch where you're inviting people in and there's a start date, hopefully you're getting into the three to 5% land of people who land on that page. That means like, if you're rocking it, that means 95% of people are not buying. Are not buying <laughs> outrageous. Right. So, and, and I think it's really important. This is why it's so important to surround yourself with like-minded people and to surround yourself with other entrepreneurs, because when you don't like I'll have people will, well, I'm really disappointed. You know, only 40% of people are opening my emails and I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like 40%, I'm like, oh, most people are lucky if they get 9%, 8%, 10%, 12%, right? Like, you know, when I send out to a really small list on my thing, maybe I'll get 40%, but that's because I'm, you know, to a really, segment. Now, oftentimes really people who have a 40% open rate, their list might be somewhere around 500 people, but it's like, and, and the bigger your list is, the lower your open rate's going to be. It's just kind of the name of the game but it's so important to surround yourself with people who understand that so that you can celebrate what's going really, really well and then go, oh, and that's an area where a growth edge for me, a place where I can improve.
0: Right, and yeah, and to get that advice and to have people that you can call and try to... we just had this call, we just did this this week. We were like, okay, okay I have this issue with a client. Yes. Okay, you know, like, and just and like you said, to celebrate, to be able to go, guess what my click-through rate is. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Not everybody, you know, not everybody's <laughs> going to get that. <laughs> but where I was going with this is like this understanding that yeah, that not everybody's for you, not everybody is the ideal client, not everybody's yeah. ready, um, and charging, you know, a, a, a reasonable amount, a living wage, a fair exchange, you know, yeah. something that feels valuable to them and valuable to you. Um, there's an inner game with that. There's yeah. some there's some personal integrity and some some personal growth that a lot of us okay, I'm going to go ahead and have to say 100% of us had to do when we started saying, <laughs> and okay. still
1: do every day, <laughs> and
0: still do every day to say, here's what I charge. Here's, yeah. here's yeah. what I do. So what, what about that? That Because you know, I think a lot of people have that. Well, I would love to yeah. do this thing or sell this thing, but I can't have the sales conversation. I just, the minute I start to talk about money, I can't.
1: Yeah. Well, I think you know, in both the books that I've written and the, work, you know, the core work that I do, I talk a lot about the inner mean girl So we talk a lot about the mean girls on the playground, the mean girls at PTA, the mean girls in the boardroom, right? But really the meanest bully of them all is the one inside our head. So if you're a woman, I call it an inner mean girl. If you're a guy, I call it the inner bully. And it's really about understanding that that voice inside your head, the naysayer, the one that tells you you're not good enough, the one that tells you who do you think you are, you're gonna go out and be an entrepreneur, who the hell do you think you are, right? That negative voice in our head is the one that's telling you the big fat lies. Yeah. And so really being able to distinguish out between the voice of your inner mean girl, of your inner critic, And the voice of what I call your voice of truth, your inner wisdom, your inner guidance, your higher self, your intuition, whatever words work for you, really being able to distinguish out those voices and allowing yourself to let your inner wisdom be the CEO of your new company. Mm. That's that. I'm always like, okay, yes, I'm going to gather information. I'm going to go to my mastermind circles. I'm going to go in the programs. I'm going to go to my coaches, my mentors. And in the end, my inner wisdom gets the last vote every time. Yes. Because she's the only one that knows what is truly right for me. Because we can have all the blueprints in the world. We can have all the progress pathways, the success pathways, what have you. But in the end, you need to do what's really in alignment for you. And there's an important distinction there. Because sometimes we hide behind, well, that's just right for me. I'm just not going to ever have a sales conversation. <laughs> Guess what? That's not, that, that's your inner mean girl. Bullshitting, <laughs> my French, right? But she's the one that's BSing you. It's like, actually your inner wisdom is going to guide you to have an enrollment conversation, to have a sales call that is absolutely authentic and in alignment for you so that you can have people that doing, you know, buying your services, participating in your programs that are really a match for who you are. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's so great.
1: And I was thinking, um, I, I
0: had a long drive last night and I was thinking as I was driving about the journey of the organized artist company and, and yes. where I started and, and that like, cause now talking, you know, talking to all my friends who are business people, like there's, there's a fair number of fits and starts kind of for all of us. Like, absolutely. You know, and there's, like, I was thinking about how when I very first started the Organized Artist Company, I thought um, I would be doing some home and office organization for people. Right. Right. <laughs> I remember that. You remember this.
1: I, and yeah. Was,
0: I was kind of good at it, and people would ask me to do it, and I seemed like, you know, and it, it seemed like a good thing. Um, and I did it a little bit, and then finally realized, like, first of all, there's so many people who are so much better at it than I am. Like, <laughs> they should really have those jobs. Yeah. Um, I didn't love it. And people are crazy when it comes to their stuff. People, oh, Yeah right? Yeah. And, I was like, yeah. and I was just way more interested in helping people organize their mind and right. their and their creative process than yes. I was their stuff. But before I figured that out, I had this like, oh, I should really join whatever the National Association of Organizers. Like, right. oh yeah, I should really do that. I should do that. That, that's, that should be a thing that I do. And it was like yeah. a big should forever. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't make myself do it just for, I would get on the website and I'd be like, yeah, maybe tomorrow. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what my hangup was, but it just like, and then finally when it became clear to me, like, oh, no wonder I didn't want to join their national organization. That's not my bag. Those are right. not my people. Right. Like, and it's, but it's hard to tell sometimes what's yes. just your natural resistance to something that's scary and new and what's really like, that's not yeah. your thing.
1: Yeah, totally. Well, and I feel like the thing that I love to do with my clients when they're trying to figure that nuanced thing out So I have this process called the wake-up call three-step process. I love this. Yeah. And it's so simple. So, so, so simple. Something that I've developed over years and years and years of coaching, almost two decades. it's like magic and it works every time. It works every time. And it is like magic and it's so simple. It's like you can just keep it in your pocket and bring it out. So the first step when you're feeling like, A, when you're making a decision about something, when you're beating yourself up, when you're feeling any sort of negative emotion, whether it's mild disappointment, total resistance about something, or you're enraged about something in your business life, as you're considering these decisions about, do I go leave my corporate gig and go into this world of entrepreneurship, whatever it is, the first step is to let your inner mean girl rant. So all of you do this right now. Yeah, do it right now. Why not? So it takes an area where you're beating yourself up. Take a decision that you're looking at. Let your inner mean girl rant. Let that inner bully rant. Let her come out of the shadows and into the light. That's what I like to say. Because anytime we're feeling any negative emotion, you can bet your inner mean girl is right there with a megaphone. She's saying a whole bunch of big fat lies to you. So let her rant. It's like the tantruming two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old in my case, because I do have a four-year-old, right? So it's like when those tantrums come up, you, like they need to actually run their cycle. The more you try to stop the tantrum, the worse it gets, right? So the more you can just hold space and be like, all right, let it out sister, <laughs> right? The better. So let your inner mean girl rant. You can take out, like take a big red marker. If you have one or a red crayon and Write out everything that she's saying to you. You know, you're a loser. Who do you think you are? You're never going to be able to do this. You, you suck at sales. How are you going to sales? Are you marketing? Oh my gosh, what is she talking about? Oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. Blah, 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 blah. Let it rant. Let it out. Let it out. You can say it loud. You can yell it right now. If you're in your car, yell it. Why not? Right? So really let it out.
0: Yes, this is no time to be brave. This is a time to whine and cry, be petty and small. (laughs)
1: Exactly. not be
0: spiritually evolved. Yes,
1: put your spiritual evolution to the side for a moment and just be small with it, right? So what what will happen is eventually there'll be the peak. And then usually what I find is my inner mean girl personally will come at me with like the low blow. Yeah. Whatever that low blow is and just kind of stamp her foot and be like, so there. Right. Oftentimes it's like, you're going to end up homeless and alone and die on a street corner. Right. Or you're nothing but a big fat failure or whatever it is. And you kind of feel it like right in your gut or in your solar plexus. And it's like, oh, that's the one. I have a
0: client who, who, her, her rant, she go, go, yeah. go. And then the low blow was
1: you're too fat to succeed. Oh yeah. I just got chills. Brutal. right? Brutal. Okay. Brutal. And know that as that brutality, as that cruelty comes out, you are not alone. This is the human experience, my love. Like everybody does this. So again, we are the biggest bully of them all is the one inside your head. We are meanest to ourselves. We would not talk to our worst enemy the way that we talk to ourselves all the time.
0: So step one, get that monologue out, whatever that is. And I'm with Amy. I like to give it form, like write it out. I mean, it's good to talk it out, but if you can get witnessed, if you can have somebody who they don't give any advice, they don't say anything, they just receive you as you do it. Right. Okay, good. So that's step one. It's just get all that stuff out.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not the low blow. That's the one. Mm. And then You close your eyes. We can do this together as long as you're not flying a helicopter or what have you. (laughs) And take a deep breath. (sighs) And simply ask, what does my inner wisdom know? What does my inner wisdom know? really important to close your eyes and take a deep breath. Or, you know, sometimes if I'm driving, I'll just kind of look like just shift my position a little bit. Like you want to physically shift in some way mm-hmm. to turn your attention towards that voice of truth, your inner guidance. You might say, "What does my higher self? know? What does my intuition know? Whatever words work for you. What does my inner wisdom know? And the thing that's so beautiful about this, I'm going to open my eyes as I say this, But the thing that's so beautiful about this is now that your inner mean girl has cleared out all of her BS and all of her big fat lies, suddenly there's this space for your inner wisdom to bubble up and come forth. Mm. And she has something to share with you every time. People get scared that their inner wisdom is only going to say things like, you're beautiful, you're amazing. And we love it when she says that to us. And she does say that to us all the time, but she's your truth teller. She'll also tell you the truth, like, sweetheart, this job is killing you. We can't tolerate this for one more day. Life is too short. Or she'll say, sweetheart, you know what? You do need to put the cookie down. Like, let's go get some help around that. This is not okay anymore. Your health is important. Or she'll say it's time to get out of that relationship or it's time to say yes to that guy that's been asking you out that you've been resisting. Right? So whatever it is, she will tell you the truth and she will tell it to you with compassion and love, unconditional love. She loves you unconditionally. There's nothing you could ever do to take her love away. It's unconditional. And so don't and- worry. She'll tell you again and again and again that truth. Don't worry if you're not ready for it. If you're not ready to take action on it, she'll just come back and she won't judge you for it. She won't judge you one bit for it, right?
0: That's right. That's yeah. right. And I I love you demonstrating this because that's really what I notice about my inner wisdom. Because sometimes it can be hard to tell the difference between yes. what's just a feeling, an emotional response, yes, you know, yes. versus real knowing. And and what I notice is is that 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 the real voice of my intuition, my, my, my inner wisdom, is very calm and quiet. Yes. And very like, huh, well, maybe this. Yeah. Hmm. Well, like it's very, um, it's not very pushy, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it's just very relaxed, right? The truth is yes. relaxing. And yes. that's another way you can tell too. Like if you're thinking and you're getting stressed out, then you are believing a big fat lie. Yes, right? You're believing you can't do it. You're believing it's gonna to be too hard. You're believing everyone's gonna judge you. You're believing any of yes. these like, When you can feel that like, oh, well, you know, like sometimes my wisdom says, well, we could just try it. I'm like, oh, right, we could just try <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> yeah, good <point. laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're, you're so right. Cause people will often ask me what's the difference between like, how do I know which voice is talking to me when, and it's always go to your body, sweetheart, see how it feels. Like you said, for me, like when I'm in my inner mingro land, I feel in my head, I feel spinning my tight, my chest feels really tight. I feel sometimes I feel even a little queasy or nauseous. I'm just like, Oh, like it feels like I'm, I'm in a spin. Right. Whereas when my inner wisdom speaks, it feels grounded. I feel like a kerplunk. Like, oh, there you are. Okay. Like you can even hear the way that I'm speaking. I slowed down. I'm like, okay, there she is. And it feels good. Even when she's delivering a tough love truth. Well, that's it. Cause I'm thinking about there've been a couple of times
0: when like, yeah. like my inner wisdom and I've had a, big talk like
1: yeah really come to, to Jesus
0: like really it's time to leave this marriage like really <laughs> yeah. like like the, totally honey the big the big ones
1: yeah I was there and for both of know.
0: those by the way
1: huh I was yeah. there for what both of those times when those both happened yes right? yeah.
0: I love all my husbands yes <laughs> you do exes that like it's you know <laughs> it was it, ultimately it was the best decision for everybody involved that's right um that's right. but it was a tough you know it's it's yeah. always tough in the moment yeah and to finally go from that, like, what should I do? What, blah, blah, blah. Can we fix, can yeah. we, da, da, and then go like, boom, like, like, oh wait, it's over. And there is that knowing, and then it really does feel like the earth just tilts completely sideways, Yeah, you know? So it's not like, it always feels like a big warm hug. Mm-hmm. Um, it can feel really disorienting. Yes. Um, but you just know it, like you just, you just, yeah. you know, if you yeah. just can't anymore, you well, just can't.
1: You know, and I think of when, I finally left my corporate sales gig, which I mean, I was walking away from a six-figure paycheck where I could work like three hours a day. So I could actually do my coaching business, yeah. right? Because I was just really good at corporate sales and I was able to do that. And they, my manager loved me and the company loved me and it was, they would hand me these great accounts and whatever. And so then all of a sudden, I built up the savings that I wanted to do and my, business, my coaching business was making enough money and I just was so tempted to just keep going for a while longer. And then it was like when my inner wisdom was like, You met the goals, you built the bridge, it's time to leave. And it doesn't mean that I didn't feel that gulp, like G-U-L-P, like gulp. Crap. Okay, now I have to make that step, you know, and now I have to do it. And I remember when I went in and talked to my boss and his words to me were, you're really brave. And then I said to him, so if it doesn't work out, can I come back? And he said, you'll always be my girl. Absolutely. Come back anytime. And I left and I never looked back. No. Yeah, that's but so it was weird. scary, you know? It of oh. feel like a gulp, but oh, like you yeah, said, yeah. the axis can turn. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah.
0: just, like You just feel disoriented. Yeah. Um, but that's why, because you're yeah. reorienting, you're literally yes. starting a whole new map, a whole new yeah. territory, and you're going to be a different person. Yes. Not exactly. totally different, but a little bit different. Yeah. OK, so step one rant step two, turn, tune into that deep inner knowing, whatever it is, you know? Yeah.
1: And then step three is a neuro-linguistic programming technique, an NLP technique, which is to repeat back your inner wisdom's truth out loud if possible while doing some sort of physical movement. So for me, I actually usually tap on my heart you know, you might do whatever it is that works for you. Some clients kind of open up their chest and look towards the sky. I have another client that just puts her hand on her heart or on her solar plexus or whatever. The idea here is to physicalize your inner wisdom's truth so that you start building those new neural pathways in your brain mm-hmm. where you start really locking in your inner wisdom's truth, really cementing it in and saying, okay, here's what I'm hearing. Sweetheart, it's time to get out of the marriage. There's, it's beyond repair now you know, darling, you set out your goals and it is time for you to go ahead and leave that corporate job. It's time for you to fly, whatever that truth is. And this will really kind of wrap it all up. It allows you to consolidate and kind of bring the best out and anchor in those things that you really want to carry with you forward. And it's a great idea. Also, of course, write those things down for yourself and post them on post-it notes in your car and on your mirror or whatever it is right so so that's a three-step process what is your inner mean girl saying what is your inner wisdom now? lock it in with a physical movement i love this so
0: much amy because you know we've had so almost everybody who's talked has talked about the the inner game of entrepreneurship the spiritual journey of entrepreneurship yeah the personal growth opportunities yes (laughs) another fucking personal growth opportunity yes exactly yeah oh good yes <laughs> um uh but and this is but we haven't gotten a lot of really practical information about like okay great so how do i actually do this like yeah. how do i actually change you know the way i'm behaving in the world how do yeah. i how do i move um and yeah and locking in that gesture so you can just do it anytime you start to feel nervous you're like yeah. Oh, that's right. That's, yeah. right. that's
1: the truth. That's, that's exactly it.
0: Because, you know, the truth is fleeting. And especially you guys are super smart. <laughs> because you're super slippery. Yep. Your brain will, like, you know, talk yeah. you in and out of things on a dime. Yes. So to really lock it into, you know, like, no, no, that's right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you may have to do it a million times, you know? Yes. And it's very different, too. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of yap in the world about affirmations. And I get a little, like... <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have to be thinking something. And so it's yeah. I think it's a good advice to be in control, you know, to control to some degree what you're thinking. If you're yeah. gonna think something, you might as well think something positive because yes. why not? Um but there's this certain like sort of oppressive optimism sometimes, especially oh. in the self-help world, of like yes. it's all good and everything's happening for the best. It's okay. It's all yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. shut up. <laughs> Totally. It's not that good. <laughs> right, exactly, yes. But yeah. this is something that's, it's, it's not, you're not just, you know, painting it pink and calling it cheerful. You're actually like, oh no, like this is like gravity. Like this is just what's real.
1: That's right. And I think that, you know, people will say to me, Amy, like when I say like, let your inner mean girl rant, let your inner, inner bully rant, they go, well, I don't, you know, I, I don't want to bring more focus to that. Like what I focus on grows, I don't want to bring more focus. And it's like, no, sweetheart, you're processing it. You're, you're bringing it out of the shadows into the light so it can be healed. And we, oftentimes we want to skip the first step. And then what happens is we say, what does my inner wisdom know? And then your inner mean girl's right there giving her racket because you haven't heard from her yet. Right. So it really is important to do that first step, even just for a moment until you feel that, oh, this is the low blow. This, and, and oftentimes when you let your inner mean girl rant, that subconscious belief that you haven't even been conscious of will suddenly pop up for you to actually see it and go, "Oh, I've been believing that one. Oh my gosh, I've run my whole life thinking that that's the truth. And that right. is not the truth." So what I would say for those of you that want to do affirmations, here's a little little homework assignment for you. Make a top 10 list of the top 10 things your inner mean girl says to you, your inner bully says to you. Make the top 10, like, what's the greatest hits of all time that you're, you know, that you're inner mean girl. And it's like, it's really interesting because it changes over time, right? Because we have these different archetypes of inner mean girls. We, at inner mean girl reform school, Christina Rilo and I um, discovered 13 different inner mean girl archetypes. There's everything from the comparison queen who loves to compare your worst to everyone else's best. There's the perfectionist right? If it's not perfect, don't even bother trying, right? But then there's also the achievement junkie that all that she cares about is achievement. She wants another hit of achievement and she never lets you celebrate. She keeps you running ragging until you get sick, fed up, you know, any of those things, right? So there's all of these different flavors of inner mean girls. And sometimes it's like my inner mean girl, the worry wart archetype used to be really up for me. When I became a mom, I birthed a worry wart, inner mean girl who was worried all the time and about baby everything. His... And a worry wart. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. I was like, oh, you've birthed Annabella and you've also birthed this beautiful bouncing baby worry wart. You know, I'm like, oh my Lord. Right. So it's like, there's different flavors of our inner Mean Girls. And so there's going to be different things up. If you're looking at, okay, do I go for it? Do I pursue my passion? Do I become an entrepreneur? Do I create my own business? You're going to have a very specific flavor of an inner Mean Girl. Write down those top 10 big fat lies. And then on like on one side of the paper is the top 10 big fat lies. On the other side, ask your inner wisdom to respond. When you ask your inner wisdom to respond, then those can become your personal affirmations that are actually true for you. Affirmations are not one size fits all. And that can be something that can really start those new neural pathways to really help you use affirmations in a way that really can work for you.
0: Yeah. And to have fun with it too. Like yes. I remember doing one with you one time where I was like, I forget what it, I, I think I was having like visibility issues, mm-hmm. like- Which is so funny, people think that actors like, oh, you must love the spotlight, you must love all the attention. Yeah. Oh God, no. Um,
1: (laughs) No, as a character, sure. As a character, exactly. (laughs) the first time I was on TV as Amy Ayler's, I was, I mean, I was out of my mind. I was like, are you, uh, I've never been so nervous in my life. If I was doing a commercial or doing it, had a script or whatever, like totally different story, you know? Right. Yeah, so I was struggling with this like,
0: is it really okay for me to be this this visible? Yeah. and so yeah, who, then it was all you who do you think you are and you're taking up too much space and you're too yes. big and you're too emotional, you're too weird. Yeah. Um, and my and my inner wisdom came back with something like, You're Princess Badass. And I like, <laughs> I'm what? <laughs> like, and it was like, I'm oh, Princess Badass. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I like, think okay. like, so to feel free to have fun with it. Like it doesn't have yes. to be super spiritual or super, you know. Yes. Um, smart Um, the other real benefit to the ranting thing too is when things are just inside our head they seem very real Mm. and very scary and very like logical and serious yeah the minute it hits the air whether you say it out loud or you write it on a piece of paper you start to get a different perspective yes Like, like you're just gonna fail you failed at everything Okay, well I haven't filled it everything. Right. <laughs> like the minute you say a couple things right. Come on. <laughs> right. You know, like, you know, yeah. you know, you're stupid. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: Right. I, occasionally I'm stupid, but occasionally <laughs> I'm not. You know, like even you can't really believe your own lies <laughs> once you hear it out loud. You know? I know,
1: it's so true. And it's you know, this is why when I'm, you know, working with my my VIP clients or in a, you know, program like Inner Wisdom Mastery or any of the other things I do, it's like when I get a group of women together and we drop the masks and we say, well, this is what my intermediate girl is saying to me. I mean, it's like, I can't tell you when people hear what's going on on the inside, especially when it's someone that they thought had all their shit together. And I'm like, Oh honey, we're all pretending to have our shit together. None of us do. None of us do. And it's like when we can just really drop the mask and really be real with each other about it, First of all, you really get that you're not alone. This is why being in, you know, programs with you is so important if you are creative and you're jumping into entrepreneurship, right? Because you need to surround yourself with people that are telling the truth about what's going on and saying what their inner mean girl is saying to them. And it's amazing because when you're sitting with a woman, like us as coaches, when I have a client that says to me, my inner mean girl saying, you know, whatever it is, I mean, I could just sit there and weep like, are you kidding me? Like, that is crazy. And then she's like, yeah, it is crazy. And then together we can say, what does your inner wisdom know? And then all of a sudden a, a, a healing occurs.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it really does. It's very healing. It's, it's amazing. And, and it's
0: so fast. I mean,
1: it's, this does not have
0: to be like, yeah. I'm a big fan of therapy, but this does not have to be years of therapy. I've yeah. seen people turn their shit around in yep. 10 minutes. That's right. And especially, like you said, getting to that low blow thing, getting to that sort of underlying thing. I remember you having a story about like time, success to like when you had been like been high achieving in like seventh grade and like middle school. Oh, uh-huh. And then feeling rejected and teased by other kids. Oh, yeah. So
1: well. Oh, yeah. Well, it was interesting when I was in, in sixth grade and I um, it, actually it was very fascinating I had my appendix out. And so I missed the beginning of middle school and I, I had to have emergency surgery. And so I came into middle school weeks late with a scar and a limp because I was, cause back then, of course, when you had your appendix out, they sliced through all the muscles in your stomach and it was not fun. So it was like, I came in and I was, felt really shy. I felt really intimidated. I had missed the first few weeks of school when all the bonding had happened. And at the middle school level, it was all these schools feeding into one big middle school And so I really bonded with the teacher who I loved and I became the teacher's pet and it was brutal. I mean, people said I was stuck up. People said that, you know, I was a goody two shoes. People said I was teacher's pet. Like it was brutal. And so it became very uncomfortable to shine. It became very uncomfortable to do well. And so I had to kind of reconcile that for myself. And it was a time when, you know, I think especially in middle school and I have a fifth grader who is going to be going to middle school next year. And it's like, I can feel my own projections. And so I've had to really watch it as a mom of like, she's going to have her middle school experience. Maybe it'll be completely different. Maybe it won't, but maybe it will. Right. So it's like really, you know, I always say inner mean girls left unattended to turn into outer mean girls. And so whenever I think of all those kids that were, making fun of me that were being terrible to me. I know that it was their own inner mean girls that were beating them up because they weren't doing as well. Cause they weren't getting straight A's because they, the teacher didn't like them as much as they liked me, whatever it was that inner comparison queen or the inner worry word or whatever version of that, you know, it was like that was what was going on for them personally. So whenever I have a client that's like, you know, I have this boss that's being mean to me or this is happening or this mom and the, in the PTA or whatever, I'm always like, wow, if she's being that mean to you, think of how mean she must be being to herself.
0: For sure, yeah. and, and, and just but just uncovering those stories and realizing like, oh, it's not so much that I'm afraid to succeed, it's that there's, a, there's an 11-year-old version of yes, me. Yes, totally. It's afraid to succeed. <laughs> totally. Like, you know, I'm taking something that happened once at one point in time and yeah. making it real now five years you know 30 years later so it's like true. you know what and and, and again you, you you don't know you're not doing it deliberately you're not right. but those those stories and those subconscious beliefs will keep you from yeah raising your hand in the meeting will keep you from going for the promotion will keep you from starting your own business because yeah. you have that feeling like it's not safe i'm gonna get i'm gonna get kicked i'm gonna yeah. get kicked that's right like, oh wait no that happened that one time and that was and that's super sucked yeah and it's not actually happening right now
1: and well I and again like uh, not to like harp on it too much but i'll say it again this is why you need to have a circle of people that are cheering you on
0: You're i was trying- saying in an interview the other day like really i should have had coaches training and to like sponsor this event because every single entrepreneur has been like i have paid a grillion dollars to coaches and i would do it double again in yep. a heartbeat yep because i don't know i, I well, that, I was going to say, I don't know how people do, but I spent the first probably, year, I mean, I always had a coach, but I was probably two-ish years into my business before I invested in my first really high-end program. Yep. And that's when things took off. That's when I tripled my income. Absolutely. Almost overnight.
1: Yep, absolutely. It's true. It's like you really showing up and investing and then having a coach, a guide, a teacher, a mentor, a facilitator that's going to help you get it to the next level and have that circle of people around you that are going to celebrate your wins that are also rising too.
0: Right. And, and there's something too about, about yeah. meeting people in, in, in a coaching and, or mastermind kind of situation. Cause they're not, yeah. a, they're, we're not friends, you know, Right, we might become friends or might be friendly, right. yeah. but like, I'm not, t- I don't care who you're married to. I don't right. care what your life right. is like. I don't yeah. like, I just see you, you know, if we're in a mastermind circle, I just see you for you yeah. And I want what's best for you. And I'm feel yeah. fine about calling bullshit on what I think is bullshit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, so you get it's a whole different kind of relationship and you do need to do it with the right people because absolutely. Yeah. Really pay attention to your inner wisdom on that.
1: Yes. 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 <laughs> because
0: a bad, a bad mastermind or a bad coach can really derail you.
1: Yes. Pretty hard. Yeah. So check in with that inner wisdom and really make sure it feels an alignment. When you feel into working with someone or joining a program, you want to go close your eyes and say, does this feel expansive or do I feel like I'm contracting? And you can feel expansive and have that gulp and be scared shitless, by the way. Oh, that's
0: very good. You'll feel
1: like you're contracting. It will feel like, oh, I don't, Right, so feeling, your body is so brilliant, our bodies don't lie and they are such an underutilized tool. This is so
0: good. Like I'm thinking about
1: uh, just the other night I was invited
0: to an event and I had been thinking all day that I would go. Yeah. And then as I got closer and closer to get ready to go and you know me, I'm not that social to begin with. Yeah. (laughs) I never really wanna leave the house. Yeah. But uh, I started to get that constricting, constricting feeling and I was like, I don't know, I'm not going. That, the you. idea of going doesn't feel expansive. It doesn't feel good for you. Doesn't feel welcoming. It just felt like, uh, 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 uh. and again, trying to parse out like, how much is this just my social anxiety versus you know, yeah. yeah. But yeah, but that that's a really good ometer. I think it's it's you know, yeah. Just does it feel like yeah, Ooh, oh oh, yeah. exciting or opening or yeah, new or does it feel like I'm pulling constricting into my shell like a turtle? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. All right, so we've got like one second so you have to go because I know you've got another thing at um, yeah. top of the hour. But do you have, what, is there any advice, anything you wish someone had told you or wish you'd figured out earlier or something you end up telling people, your clients and students all the time?
1: When they're getting ready to make that leap? Yeah. Yeah, I mean I feel like, I mean the biggest thing is again like let your inner wisdom guide you and build your bridge. Like hang on to that steady paycheck as long as you possibly can, while you build your bridge to the business that you really want to do. You don't have to, like, I feel like, oftentimes people get that advice of like, just take the leap! And it's like, I, actually, that puts a lot of pressure on your passion. Yeah. And so I am a huge believer in stay in that steady paycheck world while building your bridge to your business, have some markers, have some savings, have some of that, And then invest in a coach, in a mentor, in a program so that you can surround yourself with other people that are doing it. Do not try to do it alone. That's the biggest thing I can say. Do not try to do it alone.
0: Amen, sister. Oh, Amy, I love you so much. Thank you so much for having I love
1: you, darling. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And thank you all so much for tuning in. Hey,
0: Aren't they so good and brave for being here? So good and brave. Yeah. If you've enjoyed this, but your time is limited and you'd like access to the rest of them, please hop over to therealsambennett.com forward slash freedom. That's therealsambennett.com forward slash freedom. And there you can opt in, get access to all these recordings and a bunch of fun freebies. We'd love to see you there. In the meantime, remember, the world needs your good work. Thanks, everybody.